0: Welcome to another edition of the Mac and Full Show. My name is Coleman, and we're here once again to talk about Apple and tech-related subjects. And I'm going to kick off this week by giving you the reason I was late posting the show last week. And that is because over the weekend, just gone, me and Matt Barton, we went to test drive a Tesla. Yes, we went and drove a Tesla. Now, I've heard of these cars, obviously. Everybody's heard of these cars. And um, a lot of people compare the passion that people have for these vehicles... With the kind of passion that people sometimes associate with people who love to use Apple products, and I can see definitely see some similarities there. And also, there's probably a lot of crossover as well because these cars are basically like computers on wheels. They are astoundingly technical. In the showroom over in White City, they they've got two cars. They've got the the uh, model Model S, and they've got the Model. X. Now you can take the Model S out for a test drive in the local area, and we'll get to that in a minute. But you can also go and look at the Model X. Now Model X apparently they're not allowed to put on the road yet because it hasn't passed um European standards, so they can't take it out on the road just yet. However, you can obviously sit in it and play about with it and stuff. However, whenever you when you do, they do say please don't pull it in drive because it's active, so it'll just drive into the car in front of it. And you might have a fair bit of a bill on your hand if you did that. But no, they are absolutely stunning vehicles. It feels like you're in a, a huge spaceship like they've got that big 17 inch screen there in in the center panel and your your dashboard changes to all kinds of different displays based on what you're doing so it'll show driving directions if you've got sat nav on it will show you a spotify playlist that is playing it will show you your speedometer and stuff like that if, obviously um it shows you the cars surrounding you as they pass you and as they come in front of you as you catch up with them as they go away It gives it a graphical representation of all those vehicles. And like like I say, the big screen in the middle, when you're reversing, that turns into a camera so you can see what's behind you. All, All the stuff, all the stuff that you read about. But until you see it in action, you can't really comprehend just how impressive this stuff is. Now, granted, I don't go in many luxury vehicles. So maybe a lot of petrol and diesel vehicles already have a lot of these features in. But I never get to see any of this stuff because... I'm just not interested. I'm not really a gearhead. Is the only reason I went and saw the Tesla stuff is because of all the technology and you know the fact it's Elon Musk doing this stuff. And I was got, I was so impressed with their setup. All all the staff are very very knowledgeable of what they're selling. Well, obviously they have to be, I suppose but they're friendly they're open you know they they want to engage with you it's again it reminded me a lot of what apple store staff are like they they're that sort of engaging with you and and stuff and it was weird even though these pri- these car prices are in my opinion astronomical <laughs> i mean these are things i'm never going to be able to afford the model s and the model x totally out of my price range maybe the model 3 when it comes out next year um but by the time it gets around to you probably be gonna to buy one it'll probably be 2018 or later but as things stand at the moment there's just no way i could afford any of these sort of vehicles but it was nice to see how the other half live i gotta say so like i say you can you can go into the store you can sit with a guy and you can go through and spec out just like you can with a mac and things like this spec out your car Tell it the colour, the kind of trims and things you want, the sort of wheels you want on it, the packages that you want to put in it, like ludicrous speed. Oh, my God, we're going to get to that in a minute. And, And all the other things, gubbins, that you'd put into this computer on wheels, as far as I can see. And then, of course, you can like go through the finances <laughs> with them. Um, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to be a a grown man crying in a store. But the short time I was there for about an hour or so, three people signed up to purchase Tesla's. you know i am here thinking this is a time for austerity and thing, and yet and things like that, and people going in just shilling out what did I see? I, I think I heard some guy lay down twenty grand deposit on something. I thought, oh my god, it's a different world. Anyway, eventually we were shown down into the parking area where Matt got a chance to test drive. They did offer me the possibility of test driving it, but I thought, no, I am just gonna, I am just gonna sit in the back. I do not trust myself, <laughs> even though I am a professional driver. I do not trust myself to to go in one of these. I, mm, especially around the area of White City, it's very built up and. Lots of traffic and things like that. Anyway, so we climbed in the back. First thing, Matt had plenty of room. I had plenty of room. This was the Model S, as I say. So that was a big surprise for me. I could actually sit properly. I normally have to squatting a car with my legs sideways and things like that but no i could actually sit properly not behind matt granted but behind the passenger and he still had a fair amount of leg room and that was it the guy went through all the procedures he took us out first so we could get out of the car park because apparently the car park had some nice little tricky corners and things like that which it absolutely did and i could just imagine matt curbing it if he'd he'd done it and that had alloy wheels on it so that wouldn't have been good so eventually we're out on the motorway, uh, not the motorway, the dual carriageway there. If you know White City and the A4, it's elevated section, uh, three lanes of road. And normally during the week, that's quite busy. But on the weekend, that area is quite fairly quiet anyway. So as we come out of the garage, we turn onto the dual carriageway. And he said, I'm just going to let you see what ludicrous speed feels like. All right? And I was just in the process of turning around, putting my phone, pulling my phone out of my bag, and about to say, What? When all of a sudden, he floored it. And all I can say is what I did was... Ah! It was unbelievable. I had never felt anything like it in my life. The closest thing I can equate it to is when you're at a fun fair and there's a roller coaster and it's not one of those that slowly chugs up the big hill and then it lets you go. It's one of those ones that shoots you out in onto the track my god i wanted to go back and pick my stomach up it was so it was like here we are going at 20 miles an hour here we are going at 60 it was unbelievably fast and of course he didn't just do it once to me or us i should say he'd done it about three times and every single time It just felt I was pushed back into my seat, like I was being launched on the space shuttle or something. It was absolutely terrifying. I guess you get used to it. He said you get used to it, but (laughs) it's the first time I've ever experienced that. It absolutely scared the willies out of me. Anyway, so we got onto the A40, going along in traffic, and he turns on the auto assist. And then he just sat there (laughs) with his hands by his side and and feet off the pedals, and the car just drove itself like you always hear about it doing. And it followed the contours of the road, it followed the curves of the road, it slowed down when the car in front of us slowed, Down, he closed the distance. He tapped the uh, instruct the uh, instruments to close the distance, and it did. And it done everything that you expect an autonomous vehicle to do. He he was telling the tower actually, as he was driving us, that he had the previous day been out moving one of these vehicles from one branch to another, and it had taken him he'd gone on some weird route and he had to go virtually around the entire what one half of the M25, and most of it was in rush hour. And all he hit was traffic. But he just sat there in autonomous mode, just watching the the countryside go by because he didn't have to pay any attention as the car slowly crept along with all the other traffic on the motorway. And that that one part alone had me sold. If I if I was in the market for a car, that is definitely the feature that I'd want. Now, eventually we had we stopped and he got out and he let Matt take over. And Matt, like I say, tall chap like me, a few inches shorter than me, he got in. He was quite comfortable. He seemed, uh, and we went off on the test drive and. I'm glad I wasn't doing it because, like I say, it's a brand new layout. It's not a, hasn't got a gear shift. It's got a lever that you push up and down and all kinds of like bells and whistles. And it took Matt a few, a few moments to get acclimatized to the car. And then we was off. We was driving through traffic. He did quite well. He didn't crash us or anything like that. He, He tried the ludicrous speed a few times in places I thought not sure you should do that around here. I think it might be the old Bill. But anyway, we uh, we got around the circuit in the end. Took us. He took us out for about 20 minutes of Matt driving, and then eventually we went back to the shopping centre. And that was the end of our day. That was the end of the driving. And then he, tr- he got Matt to go through the specking out of the new vehicle. And then he left that decision to Matt. Is he going to press the buy button or the reserve button in this case? We don't know. We've got to find out. Hopefully on sh- the Wednesday show of the Essential Apple Show, we will find out what Matt Barton did. As if he shows up this week, he said he would. Well, we'll see how see so that was it that was my thoughts on tesla i mean up until this point i'd heard of tesla obviously and i understood what the car was and what it was capable of but until i'd actually seen it in the flesh if until i'd experienced it until i saw how nice it looked on the road and how comfortable it was and how quiet it was and all these gubbins that it could do on the inside and the fact that they're just pushing up updates all the time all the time there's updates coming out and although i could never afford as i say the model s or the model x the model 3 which is in the states is currently priced at $35,000, I think. There is no UK price yet. Apparently, we're going to hear about this next year. And possibly with the way Tesla does their financing, I don't know. Maybe that is a car that could tempt me... Back into getting a car. I have no idea. It's too early for me to say at the moment. However, I was mightily impressed. And, you know, I hold a candle for Apple and I think I'm going to start holding a candle for Tesla now, even though I cannot afford one. If I won the lottery one Saturday night and it was a significant amount of money, I would be going to White City the next day and blocking my deposit down. Definitely. That it was, it was just so impressive. And I would love to have one of these cars and, you know, the electric charging station and all this. It's It was, it was like driving and being in the future. And as I say, I'm I'm sure mod- other modern-day luxury cars have a lot of these bells and whistles already inside them, but this really does feel like the future. You know, I, I mean, some people might not have felt this for some while, but when you used to look at Apple products, it used to be feel that they had come from the future and you was getting to use them today. This is kind of what the Tesla feels like to me. It's it's from the future, but we are using it today. I don't know. Perhaps it had something to do with Waswell or something. I'm not sure. So you can, I think you can probably count me as a definite convert. I was hoping to shoot some video on the day, but because the guy came out with us on our test drive, I thought it, it would just look like we're out there trying to take a car out to shoot some footage, and I, I didn't want to look daft and ask him about things like that. But hopefully, if Matt does put down his deposit and it all goes through, they'll, they might be more generous and let us go and do a proper test drive of it somewhere, and I can shoot some video. Or we can just wait and see what one Matt buys, and then when he gets it, we'll take it out and we'll do some shots, shots with it out on the road because i think i think he might be going for a model s but i'm not sure because if he is he can have one virtually straight away but if it's a model x he's got to wait until next year so um we'll have to see how things go and will i be saving up for a model three i think i might be i think i'll be saving definitely i'm not going to put a two thousand or one thousand pound deposit on whatever it is i know a few people i know who have done that um i think don McAllister has actually done that i'm not too sure I have a vague memory of him mentioning it sometime in the past, but uh, it is definitely an impressive vehicle. And if you feel that you could go out and give it a test drive, I highly recommend you do it. So enough shilling for Tesla at the moment. They didn't pay me anything. I didn't even get a hat. I didn't even get a hat from them. Come on. I was like 12 minutes of shilling for them, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. I know I I go on about not doing advertising, but when it's something I totally am impressed by, I, I just had to share it with you. Anyway, let's get on with the stories. So in case you've been living under a rock for the last few weeks, it is the Olympics. It's time for the Olympics again. And although Samsung is a big sponsor of the Olympics, Apple is not sponsoring in any shape, way or form. However, they have still managed to get some press out of it somehow, which is very unlikely. Most people who, who are not official sponsors of anything Olympic cannot get in there. The IOC is very, very strict. Some are, They're not my favourite group of people. I've got nothing against the athletes whatsoever, but the International Olympic Committee are a completely different kettle of fish. They are quite a egregious collection of, of, of bureaucrats as far as I can see. Anyway, however, Apple have managed to get around these restrictions by supposedly allowing or presenting or give away watch straps with country flags on. So if you are an Olympian and you show up with proof... <laughs> With proof that you're an Olympian. Look, my gold medal here. I, I don't know what proof. Perhaps they give you a special Olympian passport. I'm not sure. But if you turn up with to the Apple Store in Rio and present credentials that you are an actual Olympian, you can get two free country-colour-coded watch bands for your apple watch apparently and there's nothing the ioc can do about it apparently because there's the, the the store is six miles away from the main stadiums there's no mention the olympics on there anywhere there's no logo on it there's nothing about rio 2016 there is absolutely nothing on there other than timing <laughs> so there's 14 different country flags available and they just happen to come out this month when the olympics are on And of course, this is causing a bit of stir online, whereas people will make a a, a what, what, I don't, I don't see the problem though. However, a lot of, there was quite a few third party manufacturers who were making flag bands before the Olympics. I mean, it doesn't take great stretch of the imagination to, to think people would want a watch band with their country's flag on it. I mean, you think about it, it's quite quite obvious and it's quite a, an untapped market i mean you would need a reason probably like a football event or the olympics or some sort of big national event to go on to make them more worthwhile having granted but yeah I, I don't see the problem. Strangely enough, actually, I've had to take my watch in for repair. I, I was hoping, because the, the microphone stopped working on it, and I was hoping hoping it was just a load of gunk and dirt and stuff that had got into the microphone hole and was and stop, was stopping anything being picked up, because I couldn't get Siri to work. I couldn't do anything with it. I couldn't do dictation. couldn't respond to messages. And I was really hoping it was just gunk in the microphone. It turns out, took it in there. Just like always, fantastic service from the from the geniuses there. Geniuses in quotes, granted. But uh yeah, they, they hooked and it was interesting to see because I thought how are they gonna test a watch? How you know, how are they gonna interact with this thing? And what it turns out they do is they've got their iPad, they stick your phone onto the same onto a specific Wi Fi network, and then they go into Diagnostics on the phone, and then that links through from the iPad to the phone. To the watch, and that's how they run the diagnostics. And then, once you know, eventually it runs for about a minute, and then they get a list of all the possible things that could go wrong. Now, he did clean out the microphone, he said there was a bit of gunk in there, but still, they still had to run the diagnostics. And then, when he came back with the diagnostics check, apparently loads of my software was crashing. You see, like, he had a big long list, there was a big red mark against it, and I thought, uh oh, what is that? And then, when I looked at it, it was loads of apps crashing on it. Now, I haven't noticed any of this. The microphone stopped working about two weeks ago. And, I, you know, I am denied about taking it in because you know what it's like. You don't want to take them in unless you have to take them in. But I took it in, and like I say, it failed. And so he told me it's going to have to go away to be repaired. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, not much I can do. Obviously, they don't fix the watches on site. They have to send them off somewhere. So he packaged it all up, and I had to unsync it from the phone and stuff. And I had to walk out of the Apple store without my watch. I felt naked. And I did for the first few days. It was weird. I, I just, it felt like there was a piece of my arm missing. It was so weird. I'd keep looking at my wrist and just see hairs staring back at me. Now he did say it will be about two weeks until I got it back, but I've checked online and, uh, it's been. It looks like it's been replaced rather than repaired. So it sh- I should be getting a notification anytime soon saying I-, I can go and pick it up again from the Stratford store. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty seamless experience. It's like most times I've had with um, with Apple stuff. I walked in. And you know when you walk in, sometimes you got an appointment for four o'clock. And you think, yeah, okay, four o'clock. They won't see me by four. It'll be like four ten and stuff. It's not as bad as a doctor's waiting office, thank God. But you know, it's it's normally not accurate. But I got there five minutes early, and the guy saw me straight away. I, and it was a busy store as well. And he saw me straight away, and he went through all the stuff. And like I say, they sent it away, and looks like I'm going to get a replacement now. They did, as I say, two weeks, uh, but it should be back any day soon, from the looks fit. So that's good. So that was a roundabout way of me trying to find a story just so I could tell you my Apple Watch story. And and like I say, I know a lot of people have, I know the Apple Watch has a lot of its detractors and some people still can't see the point of a smartwatch or specifically the Apple Watch. And fair enough, I've got, I don't, I, I've got no problem with those views or opinions. Uh, that's fair enough, each to their own. But I've, I've felt a loss without mine. I mean, it's not, World change it's not world ending. For example, it's just annoying not to have it on my wrist, giving me like notifications as soon as I get them and and things like that. And I have missed it. I have definitely missed it, and I'm looking forward to getting it back. Like every time I go out for a walk at night now, I'm not tracking all my keep fit stuff properly, which is a bit annoying. But uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll get it back in a couple of days, and everything will be back to normal. That's the plan. And I'm really, really looking forward to watch OS 3. That is really, really going to make a big difference to the watch, I think. A lot of the naysayers at the beginning, they did have valid points. It was slow. It was cumbersome on certain things, and apps did take an age to load. But you know, some of us were willing to accept a seven-second delay. It just never felt like seven seconds. It just felt like an eternity sometimes. But if you actually counted the seconds go by, it, it put it. And it was a bit long. And this is because they they underclocked it. They admitted they underclocked it because they had no idea how these things would be used and how the battery would react. And so they've opened. They've taken that clocking away on Watch OS three, and they've now pumped it up the power again. So. You got that bar, you saw you' got that dock, and all the apps that you use a lot will will load instantly as well as be updated in the background and It should make a massive change. Everybody I know who's done the update on the watch I'm not brave enough to, plus i don't have a developer's account anyway, so I can't do it have said it's it's totally changes the way. The watch feels and, and the way you interact with it. So that'd be good. I'm just waiting to see if, you know, the desire to use the watch more, how much that will affect battery life. Because at the moment, I get about a day and a half out of my watch. And that's after almost 18 months of having it. So it's good. Actually, one of the things, speaking about 18 months, one of the things they said is when I took it in, it's no longer under warranty because they say warranty is only 12 months. But under EU law, they will fix it for a charge. So there you go. There's the same thing that um, Barry had when he took one of his his items in they said yeah well under eu law we can fix it but that won't be going for much longer i'm sure a few more years maybe but then i don't know what's going to happen after that i guess we'll see and that'll be another new story so again, back to your original story apple are somehow managing to flaunt <laughs> the olympics and their promotional stuff and good luck to them because i'm not a fan of the ioc in the slightest now do you get excited by shopping do you like going into Apple stores and and milling around and and doing whatnot, or, or, or are are you passionate about Apple stores? Yeah, not not devices, the stores. Because <laughs> this week, last Tuesday, just gone um, in New York City at the new World Trade Center location in the uh, the four billion dollar Oculus structure that now resides at the shadow of one World. Trade Center, a new retail mall has opened, and within that mall is a brand new Apple Store, the ninth Apple Store in New York City. And, you know, by now, I would have thought New York would be getting very blase about Apple Stores being everywhere. You know, they got the most famous one after all, that big glass cube thing. But it seems that people are still to this day excited about Apple Store openings. Now, I can understand, kind of if you're in a place that hasn't got one and suddenly Apple comes to town and opens up this futuristic shopping experience. But, uh, but after nine or eight other locations, the ninth one should be that special, should it? But listen to this crowd here as they, as they open up the, uh, the store for, for the residents. One, two, three, It's just crazy to me. I don't understand. Now, I'm not passionate about many things. Okay, <laughs> Alex, my dear friend Alex, often says this is because I'm dead inside, and there's probably some truth to that. But nothing, nothing really engages me in this kind of woohoo stuff. And these guys are going in. They're bumping fists. They're like giving high fives, c- congratulating each other. And and the staff are giving them little white boxes. Now there must be something in the little white boxes. I I gotta imagine there's some free gifts, but. I don't know what they are. If anyone out know anyone out there knows what these little contain is contained in these little white boxes, please drop me a line because I'd be mo- most interested. I mean perhaps they're giving away phones. I can't imagine that th- would be the case, but you know, nonetheless. Anyway, so they're going in, they're high five and they're very excited. Now I don't get this way about anything. Well, that's anything. You know, some people follow football teams and they get all excited. Not me. Some people <laughs> You know, product launches, they get excited, not me. I don't don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Maybe if they opened up a new pub, I would, like, kind of reach that height of ecstasy, maybe. Not sure, though. But, uh, no, it's weird. It's a weird situation for me, and I don't understand. I really do not understand this hype and excitement. But uh, they seem to be having fun. So, more, more power to them, I guess. At this launch, Apple's retail chief, Angela, yeah, I, I, Ardent not I'm not going to say a second name because I don't know how to say it. It's in, it's incredible. The, the um, the former retail chief of of Burberry, of course, um, who actually in a interview this week, Tim Cook said that one of his biggest mistakes was hiring John Browitz through who used to who used to work for Dixons and stuff. The former chief executive, and people went mad. What are you doing, Tim? That's crazy. You're absolutely mad. And sure enough, within a, a space of a few weeks they realized that he was not a fit for the company and he was given the elbow and they took on angela uh, who seems to have done a fantastic job most of the staff seem to really appreciate her and and what she does for the you know for them and the places they work so it looks like they're getting on okay and she was at this launch anyway and she was like taking photos with various customers and and hanging around for a little bit before being whisked out the back and and off into wherever apple executives go when they don't want to be seen amongst us the little people but uh she seems to be having fun but it's great i mean i don't i don't know i'm i am personally when it comes to the shopping experience waiting for the one in regent street to open again because that is going to be it's been remodeled at the moment and they are going for this more modern futuristic look that they've given some other stores i believe in new york already so there'll be like special areas where you can just lounge around i'm not sure you want to encourage lounging in the center of london but who knows uh where you can like possibly meet up with people like oh yeah let's go meet at apple yeah okay i think it actually says that in their marketing stuff somewhere but uh yeah uh, but yeah, you can go in there and try to use their Wi-Fi, try their products and stuff and maybe buy something. I'm not sure you should walk in the door going, yay. But I guarantee, actually thinking about it, I guarantee when the doors open at this Regent Street um, store, I'm sure, well, I don't know, are English more like reserved and stuff? We used to be. I'm not too sure about nowadays. Perhaps there will be a group of people there who will be whooping and cheering and high-fiving and fist-bumping and stuff. I might have to go along. When I find out when it's going to open, if I'm available, I might have to go down there and film it just to see if that actually happens. Or I could just laze back and and watch it on YouTube, like I did with this clip. So, you know, I'm not fussy. I'm I'm lazy, basically. Mind you, there is a few pubs around that area, so I should be okay. (laughs) Good. Anyway. Well, let me know. Let me know. What do you think? Do you uh, do you get excited about store openings, or, or do you just think people are, are just hyped up on craziness? I don't know. You can, you know, there's that saying, isn't there? Like a single person is normally quite intelligent, but a, a mob's a mob's. You can lead a mob to do anything, really. Anyway, if you're living in New York now, you've got a ninth possible location to go to. With Apple's new iOS only a few weeks away, fingers crossed. It looks like Apple have stepped up their game with. The Lyric Function, which is coming to the new OS, and again, hopefully a few weeks' time. But uh, they have uh, posted a job. Uh, A music business worldwide has spotted that they have posted a position for Lyrics Curation Manager, uh, uh, Apple, based at Santa Clara Valley in California. Um, The vacancy is for a manager to lead a team of lyric creators with excellent writing skills, music knowledge, and attention to detail. job ad says that role will require passion for technology passion passion for technology and a will to question the current workflows with the mindset to improve tools and processes general understanding love and ideally experience in writing lyrics (laughs) that sounds like any old hippie can go and do that job anyway but uh, yeah so it appears that what apple is going to do is instead of taking on a third party license or something like they probably did with apple maps Oops, once a bit and twice shy, maybe. That they're gonna have someone in house working on doing all the lyrics, going through all the lyrics for the various songs. And this guy, the manager, is gonna take all this stuff and they're gonna integrate it somehow into music for the new iOS. Now, hopefully this is this this advert is from a couple of months ago because they're leaving it pretty late if it's meant to be coming out in a couple of weeks' time. And I'm just wondering how they're gonna be doing this because. If they're not seriously not taking on anyone else's database about lyrics, because there's loads of them online that you can you know, look up and, and, and use, how are they going to actually do this? Is it going to be someone sitting there listening to lyrics and typing them out and writing them down? Because let's face it, there's some doozies out there. So, for example, here's uh, One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Now, can you tell what they're saying here? get think the wrong thing. Can I help it if I think' you're funny when you're There you go. It just trips off the, trips off the tongue, doesn't it? What the hell are they saying there? Can you imagine having to sit down and type all that out and associate that with the timing of the song? And of course, another one, a world famous one. It's the end of the world, in fact, by REM. What's he saying here? the right patriotic pretty sight end the world seriously i mean what what michael michael what are you, what are you talking about i have no clue i have no clue <laughs> And of course, there's translations as well, like how people say things and, and how they sound and how words sound to you and or lyrics sound to you. Um, so you might have a bit of problem with this one, maybe. This is for the Brits, by the way. And I <laughs> Oh, classic! Only Fools and Horses. There, I think the first time I saw that that episode, I think I wept myself. It was so so funny. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, seek out Only Fools and Horses out there. Anyone? Anyway, so yep. So if you if you're out there looking for a new job and you want to be Apple's lyrics curation manager, you can go and apply right now. Appy, actually, App Barry's looking for a new job, isn't he? I should send to try and get him to send in his CV. You never know. Mind you, Barry doing all the lyric curation. I'm not sure there'd be many pop songs getting curated and 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 rap songs things like that. Lots of metal though, I can imagine. But uh, yeah, so there you go. It looks like they're taking their Apple Music stuff seriously in the new update, and uh, I'm quite looking forward to it. I, as, I'm i one of those people who have no problem with Apple Music. I I never found it too cluttered. I never found it too confusing. I've uh, been playing with the new version, and it looks fine. It looks, in fact, it. It kind of looks like a step backwards. It, they've gone for really bold lettering and things like this. I mean, it looks like they're holding up a sign saying, if the first one was con- c- too confusing for you, how's this simple baby language type design for you? But we'll, we'll see how it goes. We're meant to be getting lots of daily playlists and things. Now, I'm just wondering if they're just going to recycle the current lists that they They have, or if they're just going to invent a brand new swath of 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 other lyrics, uh, other playlists, because that'd be interesting. Because I do, I do enjoy the playlists. I know Spotify offer their weekly one or daily one, whatever it is, as well. But it's good that Apple Music have now got their own version of that, and uh, because I I have discovered so many extra artists and songs and albums that I I never would have heard of if it wasn't for playlists. And and that's one of the wonderful things about a subscription service. So, you know, you have access to everything rather than just a few 90 second song clips if you want to check something out. And I love that. I love that. I don't think I'm ever going to buy an album ever again. I'm just going to pay my subscription every month. And yes, I know that means I haven't got anything to pass on to anyone when I die apart from my password. So I can live with that. Well, I'd be dead with that. So that will be fine not that i mind that but anyway that's got a bit dark isn't it all of a sudden i'll move on from there so yes apple music looks like it's going to be good in a few weeks time fingers crossed so it's time for a little bit of feedback we've had one review in this week thank you very much for all the reviews that we received for the show this one comes from johnny basic written on the 7th of august and he says like an apple just what the doctor ordered five stars now, this is what I have been looking for a UK tech podcast with a focus on Apple. There are others out there, but this is sharp, focused, and devoid of bloat. I'm not sure I'm devoid of bloat. I've very bloated young man but thank you very much uh, it may be one, it may be a one man show but this is a bonus thanks for taking the time to produce this and good luck, thank you very much Johnny Basic, We're great to hear from you if you'd like to leave the show a review please just pop over to iTunes, click on the write a review button there and uh, send us your your thoughts on the show, so that's pretty much it for this week uh, just want to quickly say I did, today's Friday, I recorded this last little bit on Friday just before I pushed the show out and I have picked up my my apple watch so it was, went off to repair um they said it wouldn't be too long and it wasn't it was like a week and uh, they sent it back and they sent me an email saying hey you can come pick it up again now so i went and collected it and it turns out that they have replaced it they it was too it was uneconomical to repair my 40 watch apparently so they just give me a brand new one so that's fantastic isn't it supposedly if you believe the rumors we gotta get a brand new apple watch in a few weeks time or a month's time or so but now when i come to flog my old apple watch it's basically brand new how wonderful is that thank you very much apple um Strangely enough, although I said you know it was having issues and they said there was loads of software crashing and things like this, since I set it up, I have noticed that this new watch is slightly snappier than the old one. I'm not sure if that's just my imagination, having not have it, had it for a week. But uh, it does seem snappy. Uh, the microphone now works as you would expect. I've actually been able to dictate messages back to people and instigate siri and all the things i couldn't do for the last month or so on my old watch so that's good isn't it i mean again the usual uh, apple customer service as you'd come to expect so when in there stood around for a little bit a nice lady came out with a little box uh, with my phone in it uh, my watch in it she attached the straps i walked out the store job done on the train, syncing up the watch with the phone again. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Now, on Saturday, tomorrow, as I recall this, I am going on a photo walk around Covent Garden. And this came about because the new Apple Store app has now suggestions in it. So once you enter in your your iCloud account I guess it knows basically what you've purchased from Apple and it makes suggestions based on those purchases and one of the suggestions it said was a photo walk around Covent Garden on they're calling it a Dickensian photo walk so apparently it goes on for about two hours uh they're going to take us around and we're going to see the sights of London and you know things that were made famous by Charles Dickens and his various stories and they said you know just bring yourself along we'll bring some lenses and tripods and things like that for you to try and i thought my god i've never seen i've never seen them apple do a photo walk i've seen them do like little classes inside the stores and things like this but i've never seen them advertise a photo walk so i'm gonna tag along tomorrow um hopefully i'm gonna record some stuff as i'm out and about but i'm a bit shy i don't like Trusting the microphone in people's faces when they don't necessarily know who I am. or Well, no one knows who I am. Let's face facts. But, uh, you know, I'll try and be as charming as possible and see if I can get some people to go on mic. And uh, I just, if not, I'll just relate the, the event to you uh, when I record the clip I do on Monday. So at least I've got some content out of it one way or the other. But I'll probably be Instagramming it and uh, doing various pictures and stuff and sharing them on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Or maybe Periscope, and who knows? Who knows? But that pretty much wraps it up for this week. So I just want to say thank you very much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. You don't have to listen. There's many other shows out there that are probably much more worth your time. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can get hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101. Or you can come over to Mac and you can also come and look at our Facebook page and our um, Google Plus page as well. All these different places you can get in touch with us. What well, me really isn't it it's just muggins here it's just me on my own in my little studio which is what we call converted bedrooms well it's not even converted bedroom it's me bedroom really and that's it with a microphone in it but we'll call it a studio because it makes it sound important anyway so until next week thank you very much everybody for listening stay safe and be nice to each other bye Uh, at this launch, Angela Erhunt... Er... <laughs> at this launch, Angela hunts er- At this launch... Angela air er- er- Erh... Erhunt, er- oh. Angela Erhuntz... Erhuntz... Angela... Blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to call her Angela.